You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Amri Leila Rav. They told the great Amora Rav, also Gavra Rabba. There's a, there's a hush of a person. You could tell he's a Gavra Rabba. It wasn't that he was, they could tell he was a man of presence, a man of great Torah. Aricha, he's very tall. And he came to the city of Nardo, which, of course, the city of Shmuel. It was the city that the big yeshiva in Bava was there. Shmuel and Shmuel's father were yeshivas there. Rav probably studied there as well before he went there at Yisrael. Rav built another yeshiva, which became even greater than Nardo, which was Sura. In fact, we have a Kabbalah in Nardo, the yeshiva called Nardo. Um, and maybe it's true for Sura as well, was built from Ofor, from the Beis Hamikdosh, that they brought Ofor from the Beis Hamikdosh to build those places. So that was Nardo and Sura. Eventually, they had Pompadisa, Nardo was destroyed. But eventually, so Nardo was a very chosh of a Babylonian shtot. There's a big Talmachachim who came to Nardo, Umitla, and he was, uh, he was lame. He was limping. Vidorash, and he gave a shear. And he said, Klila Shari, women can go out with their Klilas on Shabbos. So Rav heard the report. He said, Omar Who's that? Somebody who obviously is a person of Torah presence. He's tall and he's walking with a limp. I know who it is. Levi. Levi Barsisio. The famous Levi. I remember I was with him when I was Zokrebin Eretzisro. Rob said, when I was there in the Sanhedrin, like the Rambam says, that Rob was in the Sanhedrin of, of Rebbe and Levi was one of the prime Talmidim. Aha. Shemami no, Rob said, Noch Navshe de Rebbe Afas. Rav Afis must have died. The Yosef Rav Chanina Beresha. And Rav Chanina is now the Rosh Hashiva. And Levi had no one to be Harusa with anymore. And that's why he's now here in Bovel in Nardo. Now, what's the background? What's the background to this? So Rashi gives us the background. Let's take a look. Rashi says, um, first of all, Mitla. So Levi Itla, we know Levi actually, uh, you know, the Gemara speaks about uh, various moves that were done in the Beis HaMikdosh, dance moves, what the Levium did by the Simchas Pesach Shoeva. And one of the things that was talking about was something called the Kido, where you, on your tiptoes, you're able to, like by Mikhail Berishnikov, you'd be able to bow down and, and be able to kiss the floor from your tiptoes without bending. So Levi actually want, was able to do that, and he wanted to show Rebbe, Rebbe Yudanossi, how it could be done. Levi Itla, the Achve Kida Kame the Rebbe, but when he did that, he became permanently lame. And they said it was a punishment for something Levi had said or done. So Levi was lame from that point on. Okay, so we know he's lame. But how did Ra, what's going on with Ravafas? So says Rashi, by The end of that parak, it talks about Rebbe's death. And Rebbe, I'm reading the Chishoch of Rebbe, when Rebbe was dying. Omar Rebbe, he said, Rebbe said like this. I have my two sons, they're all going to have jobs, but the one who's going to do the day-to-day learning in the yeshiva is Chanina Barchama, Yosha Barosh. Well, Kibbutz Chanina, Chanina heard what Rebbe, then Rebbe died. 
Reb Hanina, even though he was one of Rebbe's great students, he refused to accept the job. Rav Apas was two and a half years older. And he knew Rav Apas felt bad. He was passed over. So Rav Hanina Barcham, even though it was Rebbe's command, so to speak, he said, I'm not taking the job. So who took the job as the day-to-day Rosh Hashiva? Rabbi Afis, Bereisha. But even though he had big anivas, Rabbi Hanina, he wasn't going to go sit like a Talmud. He was willing to give up the shteller, the position, but he wasn't going to act like he was some small student. So what did he do? He sat near the base madrash, Yeshua Bachutz. But he sat learning by himself. So Levi, who was also one of the Choshev Talmidim, he wasn't considered a Mamalamokam, but he was a Choshev person. He sat as a Chavrusa for Rab Hanina. Now, so, um, and now Rab said he came here. Rav, it must be Hanina died and he came here. Why, right? Because uh, Reb Hanina was not older than Levi. Levi felt he was just as big a Talmachacham as Reb Hanina. And therefore, even though Reb Hanina became Rosh Hashiva, Levi wasn't, he was his Harusa. He's not going to sit there and act like a Talmud. Right? So that's what Rav deduced. You might say he was playing politics. But Rav was figuring out what's going on. He was a smart man. So the Gemara says, how did Rav know that's what happened? The Gemara says, the Dilma Noch Nafshe, the back of the Gemara, Dilma Noch Nafshe, the Reb Hanina. It could have happened. You're right, Levi has nobody to learn with. But could be, Reb Hanina died. Reb Afiz Kedekoi Koi. And Rabbi Afis is still the Rosh Hashiva, like Hanina gave it up, him up the job. Rabbi Afis is still alive. And the reason why Levi's here, because Levi feels he's not going to go sit as Rav Afis' Talmud, and now he lost his Chabrusa. Because he lost him. Maybe that's the reason he's here. So the Gemara says, no. In Isa the Rabbi Hanina, if Rabbi Hanina had died, Levi would have submitted to Rav Afis. Levi Rav Afis Michav Avichaytule. Why? Because Rav Afis was two years older. So even though he might have been able to match him in learning, he could always say, look, uh, he is older, whether he's smarter than me or not, I'm honoring his age. It's got to be, Rav knew that Rav Hanina needed to become Rosh Hashiva. Why? When Rebbe was dying, Omar said, Now it's true, Hanina didn't want to take the job, but Rebbe said it was going to happen. And we know when a tzaddik says something, if they say it's going to happen, it's going to occur. Therefore, Rav knew that Rebbe's death wish was going to happen. Hanina would eventually become Rosh Hashiva. Okay. So Levi gave the Psach Kliwa with Shari. Dorosh Levi Menardok Shari. What happened after he gave that, that Shear? Nofik Estrin Va'ar B'Kliwa Mikul Nardok. Women, 24 women, went out that next Shabbos wearing the Kliwas on their heads. 
Dorosh Rabba Baravua b'mechuza. Rabba Baravua gave the same drosh in mechuza in Bavel. Kui washari. V'nafku tam nesari. That's 18. Kui from just one mavui. You see, there was a lot more wealth in mechuza than there was in Arda. From one little, uh, from one little um, alleyway, one little, uh, not alleyway, but one little housing area. There was 18 kuiwas, and this was an expensive thing, especially if it was made out of metal, made out of gold, wrapped around the forehead. Everybody was matarid based on Levi. And what Levi started it off, Rabba Barbua continued it, and that somehow came the, that became the Psak and Bobel. Amr Vyudamar Rav Shmuel. This is, the, again, the Mepharshim got into this, whether it should be Yehuda Amar Shmuel, Rav Yehuda Amarav. Let's say it's Yehuda Amarav. Kamra Shari. Now, what is a Kamra? A Kamra is a very chosh of a belt, says Rashi. Avnet Choshuv, It's a very chosh of a looking belt. Some make it completely out of gold. Some make it out of a ritzu of material, but it's, but it's interwoven with gold and other beautiful stones. But it's got a hook on it. It works as a belt. It keeps your pants up. It keeps the rest of your clothing together. It's very choshev, but it's a kamra. So, Rob said, kamra shari. Ikadiamri darukta. Some say what he was talking about was only the one that was basically made out of material. The one that's made out of metal that's maybe something that even what? Maybe even a man would show off. Who knows? Because it looks so good. Mar says, Just like if a talus has gold in it, we don't think that you're going to take it off. Why? Rashi says, Ain't there a klahat there a zara b'shuk? So in other words, the same way you're not going to take your talus off, you're not going to take off your belt. So therefore, it's mutter. Some say uh, it's the same thing. The what? It's the same thing if it's made out of metal. Even if it's made out of metal. Hmm. I, if it's made out of metal, it's not the type of thing regular people wear. It's a very important you say here. You can see it in Rashi. Even though it's, look what a melech would wear. A melech's belt would be totally out of gold. But look at this Rashi. Kol Yisro b'nei melochim. So if, 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 the, if, if Rockefeller, Vanderbilt, Rothschild, whatever name you want to say, a real king would wear it, any simple Jew could decide on Shabbos, this is what I'm wearing. Because we're all b'nei melochim. So if it's roy for a melech, it's roy for every Jew. That's the second lotion. The first lotion holds, come on. It's weird. You're wearing it. You're trying to show off. You're trying to make a point. It's not really what we saw about the ear shows off from the Nitziv yesterday. It, 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 the message you're trying to make is bigger than the fact that, it's, that you're wearing it. The message swamps and overloads the fact that you're wearing it. But here, even though you're wearing something extremely fancy and it's gold, and it's what a king would wear. You have a right to look like a king. Amravina Ravashi. What about the following case? 
What about he's wearing this super fancy gold thing, but underneath it, he's got a real belt. In other words, so what's doing the job of keeping his pants up, keeping all the clothes together is like a simple belt. But over that, he puts this fancy thing. Amarlay said, Trey, Hamayne, comrade. Two belts. What does he need two belts for? Yes, you are like a Ben Melech, but you're only like a Ben Melech if it's working as a Beget. You can't just walk around with a big uh, thing on your head saying, I'm rich. It's got to work as a Beget as well. Since what's really working as a Beget is the simple piece of material underneath, that would be a problem. Amar um, Ravashi, high Risuka. If you have, uh, Rashi says it looks like a, uh, looks like a Me'il. It looks like the meal in the, uh, it's, like a, it's like almost like a half apron that you wear uh, on the lower part of your body. Could you wear that on Shabbos? It depends. If it has, Rashi says, if it has these, these ropes that are connected to it, that you can actually tie it around you, then it's all right. If not, it might fall off. <laughs> and therefore, uh, if it falls off, you're going to pick it up. You have your pants on underneath, but it's still, uh, once you have it, once it fell down, we're worried. And even though it's a man, we're about a man's stuff falling down as well. The Mishnah said that a woman can't walk out with a katla. My katla. Katla means menakta fari. What does that mean? Menakta means it's catching. Fari, the crumbs. What does it mean it's catching the crumbs? So Rashi says, kosher is savim tzavara. She ties it around her neck. It's mostly on her on her chest. And it looks beautiful with gold. And the reason is, is it catches the crumbs that fall. That's why it's called menakte. It's basically like a big apron, but for adults, it looks choshev. And we're afraid of her uh, wearing it because... Again, it's the type of thing that she might want to show off. Nizamim are usher to wear. Which nizam are we talking about? Nizmeaf, the nose rings. Again, she might take the nose ring off, and once it's in her hand, she's going to carry it. She can't go with a ring that doesn't have a seal. Hmm. However, the Mishnah said, it's only Nisr de Rabbanat. It's not Nisr de Raisa. Let's say it's the thing men usually wear. It's like a, a, that Chosh of a bankers and people who sign documents who have money and they have seals on their ring. If she, if a woman wears that, Chayevis, Alma, you see from there, even though they look beautiful, and sometimes you see sometimes women like, like Annie, like remember the movie Annie Hall, right? <laughs> like she wore a tie and this. Sometimes women sometimes wear like a men's thing for it to look cool, right? But, you know, again, it's, it's, it's the type of thing that's meant for businessmen, but we've got one that looks really shtadi for women. It doesn't work. That's called, that's not a takshit. That's going to be called a masoy if she carries it. Even though she thinks she looks great in it, she's going to be high of chattis. Uh, we have to bring a carbon for going at Rosh Hashanah with it. Raminu, we ask, is that true? Here we have a brice that says, Tachshite noshim tmeim. The women's tachshitim are called kalim, and they become mekabotuma. Be'elein tachshite noshim. 
katlaos, which, right? We'll talk about what those are a little bit later, but we mentioned already a katla, nizomim, right? The, the nose rings, tabot, rings. Tabot ben she'eshelachosim, whether it has a seal in it, ben she'eshelachosim. And nizme ha'af. Um, I'm sorry, I got it wrong before. Nizomim of four is earrings in the ear, and rings on the uh, nose as well. All of those things are makabal tumah. Hmm. So what do you see? You see it's makabal tumah, it's a keili. Not, and it's called, and, and it says, So it's called a tachshit. So l'chora, it should be a tachshit for Shabbos too. You should be chayim chatas. Omer abzeira, abzeira said, I have an answer. Le'kasha. Oh, Rav Nechem, ya Rabbanon. It's a machlokas mishnayis. Mishnayis here is, says one thing. The Mishnayis in Kalim is another thing. Sometimes we have two Mishnayis, a Mishnah in Shabbos and the Mishnah in Kalim. They're from two Mandi Amrim. Our Mishnah is the sheet of Rav Nechemia. The Mishnah in Kalim is Rabbonon, the Tanya. We have a Brisa. Let's say you have a ring. And most of the ring, the circle part of the ring, and where the setting is placed in, is made out of metal. The chaysma and the seal is made of almog, is made out of coral. So what's talocha? Tmeya. The ring is tome. Even though what it's meant for is to put a seal, and the thing that makes it work, the essential part of it, is not out of a dover that's makabal tuma, the ring is all makabal tuma. He shall mog, but let's say the circle is made out of coral. The chosma shomatechet and the chosem, the seal is made out of metal, tahoira. Because the main thing is the container that holds the important element. Rav Nechemia is metame. Shoy Rav Nechemia oimer betabas ha'ochachar chosma. What is the purpose of a ring? A, a signet ring is to not not to look like like these men walk around with rings. It's 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 to be able to seal documents that you have it with you constantly. So the seal is the most important thing. Similarly, when it comes to when it comes to uh, when it comes to putting on top of an animal a yoke, So let's say the, it's around the animal's neck, but these are the bars that keep. The, the, the yoke in place, the simlainov. If those are made out of metal, it's makabal tuma. Bikoilev, if you're talking about, um, let's say that the, um, uh, a store owner, Rashi says, see the Rashi? Who come in Omid Rachav Melamata, below it's, it's wide, Dak Melamata gets shorter, and, and, narrower above. Achenveni Mamidov Ne Chalon Chanuto. Nechemini puts it into the window of his store. Masmeirin Tchuvenbo. And what does he hang on it? He hangs stuff to sell. So it's like a little tree, a clothed tree, or a, or, or a, or a merchandise tree. So, in order to decide whether it's Tomei or not, Holach Achar Masmerosov. 
Take a look and see what's keeping it together. If what's keeping it together is metal, it's tome. If it's wood, it's pshute kwayets, it's not tome. Besulam, if you have a, a, if you have a, a ladder, what makes a ladder a ladder? The rungs of the ladder. If the rungs are metal, it's makabotuma. Ba'arse, let's say if you have a, a, a scale, what makes a scale a scale is the 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 the, the chains that are holding the cups. That's the main thing of a scale. I don't. I I I agree with you that what the difference in a good scale and a bad scale might be the quality of the chain that holds those cups up that you weigh the stuff in. But you need the main beam. The main beam, the maimid, is the most important thing. Even though it's true, when it comes to the seal, what's important is the chosem in, in the inside, but the maimid is what thing that defines the keli. So that's the machlekist between by us. So by, in our Mishnah, what did we say? We say if she goes out. We're medayik from our Mishnah. Once again, remember what we're talking about. That if she goes out with a signet ring, she's chayavachatas. Why? Because the signet according to Rav Nechemia, is the Iker. And that's not meant for a woman. It's to show off whatever it is. It's called a Masa. Even though what's around it is, 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 is okay for a woman, but the seal, which is the main purpose of it, is not womanly, and therefore it's considered a Masa for a woman to wear it. That's our Mishnah, like Rav Nechemia. Whereas the Mishnah in Kalim is going like the Chachamim. That was the first answer. Rav Amar, no, let's him k'tanim. It's not really a steer of the Mishnah in Kalim to the Mishnah in, um, to the Mishnah here. Why? The Mishnah means, yesh, we, we, the Mishnah in Kalim is mentioning what's, what, what are the, tach, the tachshitim of a woman or tamay. So, yesh if it has a seal, that's called the tachshit of an ish. Einolachaisim, it's a tachshit of isha. But we're mentioning things that are tame. We just didn't say specifically one is for a man, one is for a woman. One second. The whole kash doesn't start. Tuma Shabbos Karamas. Over there, it has a shame, Kaylee, that's makabal Tuma, even though it belongs to a woman. Why? Because by Tuma, as we learned out from Midyon, Klimaisamarachmana. Yeah, it's weird for the woman, but it does work. She could use it as a signet, even right? The Kliyu. Shabbos, though, is Mishum Rahmana. Is this considered caring? Is this considered, like we saw before, like the ear shows of? Is it the type of thing where, it, it, yes, it's on your body, but, but what, what it really is, has, it really has no purpose for you. It's a message thing for you. It's a status thing for you. It's a show-off thing for you. So on Shabbos, we could call it a non-Tachshit and be Chayev. So therefore, if it doesn't have a chosim, it's normal for women to go out that way. Tachshit. But when it comes to tum, it's different. What do we say in the Mishnah? She can't go out with a machat she'en and a kuva. Okay. That's, right? Now that's only the Rabbonin though. Uh, a machat nakuva, which is what you use to as a seamstress, and that's, that's chayiv chatas, uh, because that's the way tailors go out into the street. So Lamai Havya, what does she use this machat for? Omar Rabbi Yosef. You know why it's a tachshit? 
and what what she could she use it for? She like combs her hair. She parts her hair with it. True, it doesn't have a hole in it. She doesn't weave anything with it, but it is straight and it's metal, and she can use it to comb her hair, to parting her hair. Amar it should be like Beerus Tahira. What is Beerus Tahira? Beerus Tahira, Rashi says, we're going to learn later that it's like it's like what she wears, like a, like a garter. This is what she wears to keep her socks up. So she's allowed to wear that. So why can't this be there? It's keeping, if it's keeping her uh, hair combed in that way, it should be mutter. What is she doing? So again, I, 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 I said it wrong a couple of minutes ago. Iregas basara means she uses it to keep her hair covered. She, she ca- it's not Igeris. I read it wrong. Igeris means she gathers the leftover hair using this needle and sticks it underneath her tichel. That On that, that would be like garters. That would be okay. But now we're saying it's not about that. It's about she uses it to comb her hair. And that, the Gemara says, how can the needle be used to comb her hair? Amarava, because the tip of the needle has like a strip of gold. So, during the week, every minute she uses it to comb her hair out properly. On Shabbos, after she's finished, because she's not going to make braids on Shabbos, I guess she gets ready Arab Shabbos, and then she puts it down on her forehead. And that was the style that women had. So since it's sort of a uh, fancy thing, we say it's also for to go out on Shabbos. Now, let's read it again. There's a special type of sandal. It's a very tough type of shoe. Uh, it's made out of tough leather. It's got uh, a heel, and it's got straps that go up the leg. And this one not only has straps, it also has pegs in it in various places in the shoe to to keep it strong. We don't want men wearing that on Shabbos. And you can't wear any sort of one shoe, uh, right? even if it's not a sandal masumer, if it's only on one foot. Bizman shein baraglomaka. Unless you happen to have a wound and you need to have a tough shoe on the foot. Then we can go one foot can be barefoot and the other will be the other way. If you don't have a wound and you're just doing the best you can, uh, Rashi says, let's say you're doing the best you can. That you've got one shoe and the other one you're barefoot. Everyone's going to laugh at you. And you're going to take the other shoe off and you're going to carry it for but if you have a wound on one of your foot, sorry, because then you don't care that they're laughing because you know that it's helping you uh, protect your foot. What else can't you wear, walk out on Shabbos with? Lobe Kamea. 
We talked about this in Amulet that goes around you. If it hasn't been tested, it hasn't shown to be proven to, to work. I know what that is. That's, of course, armor that you would wear. That's a special type of helmet. A special type of boots. All these things are special things that soldiers wear. So, so soldier, uh, soldier clothing that you'd wear on the front lines to fight as a knight, jousting and all that type of stuff, you can't wear them on Shabbos, but you're not chayev chatis. We'll see why. Uh, why it should be usher. We'll see. Sandal mesumer my time. What's wrong with a sandal? It's a nice, good shoe. Amar shmuel shofiak you. Because there was because of Xera, there was a special Takana Chazal made not to wear it on Shabbos. What happened? That what happened was there was Xera. There was Xera one not to learn Torah. There was Xera against learning Torah against davening. Xera Nebuch. And what were they? These people were running away from the Xera. They went to hide in a cave where they could daven and learn. But they had a special, uh, a special secret way to go into the cave. Vamro. We're going to let people in and join our group of people who are going to be like in the time of Hanukkah and other times. Yikanes. But nobody can leave. Because we don't want people leaving. Why don't we want people leaving? <laughs> Why didn't they want people leaving? Because when you go in, you're careful. Right? Why? Because when you're going to a place, you can see what's around you. And you won't go to the hideout unless you know the enemy's not there. But when you leave that place, you don't know what's going on outside. And all of a sudden, you're going to endanger everybody. Once you leave, once anybody leaves, there's a suffix that the enemy saw the guy and knows this is where the Jews are hiding. So therefore, nobody left. Once you join this group, you have to stay there. You were in quarantine with them forever until the Xera stopped. What happened? There was a certain person who came to find the group. But the way the sandal worked, the sandal Hamasumer worked, there was a normal way to put it on, and there was another way to put it on, which also could happen a lot. You could stick your foot in on either side of the sandal. But the way the sandal was shaped, the front of it was narrow, the back was wider, this guy maybe had a narrow foot in the first place. He put his shoe on backwards. So nepach sandalo So he his footsteps came in, and he he joined the group. Then some lookout guy looks out and he sees I see footsteps, and the footsteps looked like someone was leaving. In other words, they were really footsteps since they were worn by the guy who was wearing the sandal backwards of someone entering the place, and he entered it carefully. But the lookout, who probably looked out to see once in a while what was going on, saw that there were that there were the tracks, and it looked like someone had left. And all of a sudden, he said, "Somebody left! Somebody left!" And the enemy has found us. The actual boy and in the coming. And all of a sudden, that started panic. They all started pushing each other and pushing each other. Remember, they all wore this sandal. This was like the Michael Jordan shoe. Everybody wanted it. What happened? They all killed each other. Why? Rashi says they killed each other with the sandal masumer because all of them had hard nails. Rashi says, show you sandalayan musumarim. 
<laughs> and they were tough and strong, so they didn't even get a chance to get their shoes on. They were rushing and hitting, and people got trampled, and these masmeyrim ended up entering the brains of people and killing them, and there were more people dead this way than had the Romans shown up. So because of that, they said, no more sandalmasumrim anymore. Nobody could wear them anymore on Shabbos. Rabbi Leibman, it was, right, it was sort of that story. It was a little bit different. Not the way Shmuel said it. He said, They were in a cave. That's right. You got that part of the story right. And then they heard a noise. So what, did the, what was the noise? The noise they heard was the noise of a sandal masumer, Taisvi says. The noise that a sandal masumer makes. Aha, uh-huh. that was the point. Not that they were all wearing sandal and the guy that was hiding came in with a sandal. It was the sound of what these soldiers would wear. And it was similar to the same sound the sandal masumer made. Not because they were wearing sandal masumers, just from the panic. A third version of the story. No, the story happened in a shul. Maybe it was a shul that was a hideout. They didn't know where the, it wasn't in a, in a cave. So it might not have been a cave. It might have been in a shul. Well, whatever the story was, maybe all three stories happened. And that's why our Mishnah codifies that. That's true. Then it should be also in a weekday too. So the says, you're right. But The story happened on Shabbos. So since it happened on Shabbos, we feel that we're going to make the Isser on Shabbos itself. So that's why the story happened on Shabbos. So we're going to make the Isser happen on Shabbos. So one of the Rishonim says, an interesting shot here. He says that Lamaisa. <laughs> the sandal masumer is such a sad thing. It's so connected to death. We didn't want people to wear it on Shabbos. We want people to be depressed. Because when anybody sees you wearing sandal masumer, they're going to remember the story of everyone died. So we outlawed it on Shabbos, especially on a day where we don't want people to be in pain. But there was a Shabbos, so beyond the flishtere, that if the story happened on Shabbos, so maybe it should be mutter on yontav, but we know we learn the Mishnah, what does it say? You can send, even though there's, you're not supposed to go out in Rishos Arabim, you can send through Rishos Arabim presents. Begodim, Kael Mir means clothing. Even though they're not yet ready, even though you can't wear them, you can send the material to someone on Yontif. Why? Because there's a simcha that he has of receiving it. So even though he can, he can sit on it, Avalo Sandal Mesumer. Sandal Masumer you can't send because the guy can't use that on Yantif. Or any sort of shoe that there's nothing you can do with it at all on Yantif. Hmm. So what do you see? That it was Asran Yantif too. Why is it Asran Yantif? The story happened on Shabbos. The Gemara says it's the same thing. It's Kishabbos. Kishabbos, my time. Why is every Shabbos Asr to wear the Sandal Masumer? The Ika Kinufia. Because 
Shabbos is a time you have a lot of people around. People come to shul. People gather. Mr. Shem very soon again. So it's it, 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 it's similar to the story of when people gathered and were killed but when they trampled each other. So Yontav too. So the Gemara says, what about Tainus Tzibor? A Tainus Tzibor also, everybody shows up. People don't work and they come to Shul to beg for God, for Rachmanus to take away the Machel, to take away the enemy. It should also be also to wear a, a, a sandal Masumar. Tainus Tzibor, Ika Kenufia Litzer. So we say, no. We say, Maisa Kihave. When the story happened, the terrible story, it was a Kenufia but it was a kenufia that they were usher, the Isura, Rashi says, Masias Malacha. It was a story that happened on a day where a lot of people, and they couldn't do any Malacha, like Shabbos and Yontif. On a weekday, we don't, it's not the same. Hacha, on a weekday, it's a day of Tainus, kenufia diateirahavi. Afiu, Rab Chanina ben Akavia, the Omar. Lo usru ele biyardenu besvina kamaisa shahoya. We know Hananiah ben Akiva said they, there was a Mishnah in, 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 in Nagoyim, I'm sorry, in Para, where we talk about um, uh, a Xayra that they made. Once, what, what happened once is that they were carrying the Paraduma water over the Yardane River, and they discovered on the bottom of the boat there was a dead body there, and, and, and the, the, the offer the became Tomei. So they made Xera never to transport Paraduma water over a river. And not only that, you can't throw it over a river. You can't walk it over a river. Because they were so upset about the Paraduma water that was wasted, no more rivers in Paraduma. Hananya ben Akiva said, no, no, they wouldn't have made such a wild Xera. Loy Osru, it's got to be Biyardain. It's got to, the only issue would be is crossing the Yardin River, and it's only if you're crossing with a boat to Kamaisa Shoya. So in other words, Hananya and Akiva says, when they make Xeris based on incidents that happen, the Xeris have to be similar. But the Hani Mile Yardin, that's because over there, Hananya has a point, you don't have to make the Xer on every river. Because the Yardin looks totally different than any other river. The Shaini Mishar Naharos. But when it comes to Yontef and Shabbos, Avil Yontef and Shabbos, people basically fuse the idea of Yontef and Shabbos. They're both days you can't really do Melocha. It's not. Ain't ben Yontef le Shabbos. Ella, Oichel Nefesh Pilvad. So therefore, the Xerah makes sense, even though, according to everybody, Yontef and Shabbos are pretty similar. On both days, there's an Easter, the Rabbanon, or the special Takana, not to wear a sandal mesumer, uh, seem like only in, in Rishos Harabim, but there's an Isra of walking, and we'll see why there wouldn't be an Isra just putting it on in general, but there's an Isra of wearing a sandal mesumer in Rishos Harabim on Yontem Hanshav. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.